never reject the present awareness inquiry of the I thought or I sense, the sense of I, the sense of myself, the sense of someone. Of course, that someone is you, but the sense that you are, the sense of someone here, the sense of somebody here. We can recognize that when the thoughts subside, it is a certain sense of myself, a certain well, feeling is, 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 is even a little bit more denser vibration. Feeling myself is a little bit denser vibration. It's, it's a little bit more um, more defined, we can say, a bit more gross or, or denser. Sense is something which is even more subtler. So we can recognize that there is a, a, a certain spectrum or range from the gross to the subtle. From the dense to the subtle and light. The gross feeling of myself, of course, it's when the ego is very present, you know, when there is an argument, there is a very gross position that this is myself, this is how I think, this is who I am, I'm, I need to defend myself, you know, this is me, this is you. So this is a gross or dense position. And obviously it doesn't feel so good. It doesn't feel so right. It doesn't feel so natural. Now, when there are no troublesome feelings, this fixed uh, ego is, is a bit less felt. And, and it's, it's more of a, as a neutral feeling of yourself. It is more usual yourself, more familiar yourself. Okay, this is, this is me. I'm not in an argument. There is nothing, no trouble. And that's how one usually is. And this is the most familiar. This is what you would generally call as myself. So this is a bit more or a bit less dense, a bit less gross. It, it is kind of neutral, we can say, a neutral position of the ego of identity. As we meditate, as we go deeper, we become aware 
of the feeling of I, myself. That this feeling of I my, or myself is the feeling of I am. And it takes a little bit of meditation, practice to arrive at this feeling of I am. Because it's not so easily available for, for those who haven't practiced meditation, it's basically not so available. But those who have practiced some meditation and inquiry, you can arrive by stilling your mind, your emotions, and shifting your focus from your energies, from how you feel, from what you feel, into recognition that I am, the feeling of I am, not how, not what, but I am, the feeling of I am. And this is what is referred to as being, beingness, or I amness. It is a more foundational feeling that I am. This foundational feeling of I am is, is actually already familiar, but usually ignored. It is already familiar because as a child, you knew, you felt that you are. As a teenage, you knew and felt that you are. As an adult, you knew it felt and you are. And now you feel and know that you are. So it's always been there or here actually, it's always been here but usually ignored because you were more interested in how I feel, what I feel, and understanding mental concepts of what I am. I'm, I'm like this, like that. You were more interested in associations, what is associated to I am rather than I am. So most of your life has actually been lived via associations. I am associations. So as we come back to I am, we can take one more step closer, deeper, is to remove the am and there is a much deeper I. When you remove the beingness, a sense of beingness, there is what is called the, the I, the I sense. And this I sense is even more fundamental because it is, we can say, existential. A sense that I live, I exist. And that's where some of the biggest fears of the mind are lingering and instinctual behaviors as well to survive, to, to not uh, die, 
to continue living, continue existing. That's where the most instinctual and basic fears are. And that's what the mind is trying to avoid at its best, at, at all costs. The mind is trying to avoid this deep eye because that's where the question of existence is, life, death. When people face situations of life and death and so on, they face the fear, not the I itself. People face the fear of dying. They face the fear of non-existence, but not the I itself. And therefore, we have to work through those fundamental fears to recognize that that root I or the root core ego or position. It is only a fixation. It is only a position. That in, actually you cannot disappear. You cannot die as such because it is only the fear of dying that is present. So when you face this very deep and root core of the eye, you, you find out that it's, it's just a position. It's a position which is very defended. It is a position which is avoided at all costs by the mind. And it's a position where the mind doesn't want to go because it, it, it's really uncomfortable to, to get there. Yeah, because everything else becomes put into light or shaken up. This foundational eye, essentially, it is known as, as the root separation. And it is also known as a rejection a rejection of awareness, a rejection of consciousness, a rejection of the now reality. So the I, the root I, is actually a rejection of consciousness, a rejection of immediate direct light. And the mind says, I'd rather reject that and keep my continuation. I'd rather reject the immediate direct light and rather continue with my story. I'd rather continue with my continue, with my projected future, with my familiar past. I know where I'm going. I know who I am. I'd rather stay what's, what's comfortable for me. I'd rather stay with what I know. So I'm rejecting the direct immediate light of consciousness. I'm rejecting the, the absolute now, which has not a single distance, not a single separation. 
And in that non-rejection of the now, the light is so sharp and bright that this position of I is dissolved. This position of I merges into the self. The position of I merges into direct, immediate, obvious consciousness. So this is some of the deepest mechanics from the very, very core rejection into more and more subtle places such as I am, and then going into all sorts of feelings, who I am, how I am, what I feel, and then into more and more this neutral, oh yeah, I know that I am, and, and then into all the gross states of, of very strong defensive positioning. So this is a big overview. This is the overview of the key inquiry, of the key inquiry. The I, the root I, it is not out of your control. The root I is not out of your control. You can actually go there. You can inquire there. You can get to it. It's just that this path is not so comfortable. Yeah, you have to slow down and come back to I am. You have to clear all associations. You know, make yourself a lot deeper in your being. Clear all associations. Just be. And then you have access to the I, this rejection of of the direct light of consciousness now. And this rejection is, is we can say, inbuilt. Now, if you believe that this separation is a result of some kind of external force, you will feel victimized. You will feel a lot of fear, you will feel victimized, and maybe you will even want to run away because you don't want to see that, you don't want to face that. If you believe that, if you don't know how it works, if you don't know what it is, you will be afraid. This is just a natural response of the mind to be afraid of that which it doesn't know doesn't know what it is and how it works. So automatically the mind is afraid. But then if you have any belief that it is some sort of external force, then you will feel victimized and you're gonna play out the victim abuser, you know, roles and behaviors. So it's good to clear that out too, that things are actually in your control in a much deeper way, but you gain that control with truth, with the light of awareness. What I call truth 
is the light of awareness. The truth is not my truth, your truth, the only truth, or this or this or that. No, that's relative. This is, you know, arguable truth. The real truth is the light of awareness in which you recognize that something is actually so. So the real truth is, is your light of awareness in which you recognize that something is actually so. So you see, the real truth can only be confirmed by you, by your own experience that something is actually so. And in that recognition that something is actually so, something that the mind is pierced and something is recognized as it is to be so or what is so truth is only your awareness and recognition that something is actually so so now that we have covered we can say the challenging part, we can come to understand that um, this root eye is, is positioned also in a specific location in the body, that's the heart on the right. Gemrita Nadi, the heart on the right. We also call it the inner sun and there are specific meditations to assist you. These, uh, uh, there's much more information on our website about inner sun, the heart on the right, and uh, some videos and specific meditations that you can familiarize about the heart on the right. Um, the heart on the right for this meeting, I will say it's, it's a very lovely place. It is a place of, of, of the warmth, of light, where, where the light of consciousness is seeping through to a certain extent for each individual. For every one of you, the light of consciousness is seeping through. Some people are more open, let's say 50% open or 30% open, so, so there is quite a good amount of light flowing through. For, for some people, it's, it's a lot less. It's just 10%. And for the average uh, human being, um, it, is, it is open only 4%. But still, even 4% of light in the dark room, it still illuminates something. Yeah, if you have a dark room and, and just 4% of light comes in, it would be more like visible as a, as a kind of as a little beam of light in a dark room, just illuminating a certain corner of the room. Yeah, so, so this is what is called the human unconsciousness. The unconsciousness is the dark room and the consciousness is that light which shines in, illuminates. So this light comes in through the heart on the right. So essentially the heart on the right is where the light shines in 
shines through. And, and that's where, um, again, by knowing that, we can do a bit of specific meditation for that. And in today's meditation, we will we'll, uh, do that. We will focus on the heart and the right. And, and, and it helps to um, familiarize, to assist, basically, to assist this light to come through, to assist it, yes? And, and, and that's where this light can, can find its way, can, can find its way more into your present experience, yes? And now the last part of, of today's um, topic is merging into the self merging into the self. So this merging into the self happens either in steps of your consciousness awakening. You know, it can be a gradual expansion or gradual opening, gradual surrender or merging into more light of your own consciousness. So the self, first of all, it's always present. Yes, the self is always present. The consciousness is always present. How do we know that? How can we confirm that? Because you are aware, you're conscious, and that is your self. That is the self. This awareness, your awareness, your consciousness is the self. So that's how we can confirm that it is always present. Not always you experience this light of awareness present here because many times your focus is not there. Your focus is on objects, energies, emotions. So if you direct your focus too much in the energy and your, your focus gets mixed up in the energy, you forget about awareness that you are aware because you're too much occupied with emotions, with energies. But upon immediate check, am I aware? Yes, I am. So merging into the self can either happen gradually and in a deeper sense, in a deepest sense, it happens through this inquiry on one hand, I am, the inquiry of I am, and then the inquiry of I as a rejection of the self, the I as a rejection of immediacy of the present awareness. And you will say the present awareness is so immediate that I can't stay with it. My mind just drifts away. The present awareness is so immediate that your mind wanders around. It's like, oh, there is a future. Ah, there is a past memory. So your mind, you see, does, is not so immediate. It's, it's lingering, it's wandering. It's in a continuum of energy. 
if I would say what the mind is, what the ego is, it's a positional continuum. It's a positional energetic continuum, but it's a, it's a fixed continuum. It's a certain distorted continuum. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel natural. And that's why there is a sense that something is a bit wrong. Something is not truly right. Uh, it could be better, you know, it doesn't feel free. So it's not a, a free continuum. It's not the boundless freedom. So when the I is dissolved in the self, you're no longer concerned because the continuum doesn't feel restricted. The continuum of the future and past doesn't feel kind of twisted in some way or unnatural or, or like struggling. Yeah, so you actually relax much more. Well, you totally relax into the self and you feel that your future will be as it will be and your past maybe can still come up a bit as, as something to be healed and it's okay. You know, the past comes up, but it's okay. There's no problem. You know, something needs to be healed. That's fine. And the future you're no, not worried about. You're not anxious about. Because the future will be as it will be. And, and you can do your best because now you are free. You can, you're very present. You're not only free that you're kind of lost in the clouds of freedom. No, that's, that's another illusion of what is freedom. You're free because you're absolutely here and now, and you're not hooked up on the I, on that wrongness. That is the freedom. You're not hooked on something wrong. You're not hooked on fear. That is the real freedom. Yes, and, and you're, you're, you're absolutely open. You're absolutely present. You're absolutely here now. You have never, ever been so much here now directly and immediately before. But it feels totally natural because that's who you really are. It feels as the most real you as the most real, 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 real you, the most natural thing that there ever is, is to be immediately directly here now. And you actually love it. You love it so much to be here now immediately directly because you are done with that hook. You're done with the hook. You're done with the hook of suffering. You're done with the hook of miseries. You're just done from that. And that is freedom. So that feels amazing to be immediately directly here now with a natural awareness. It's, it's just here. It's just open. You don't need to focus on it because it's already here. And you're just not hooked on anything else. You're not hooked on anything else. You're not interested in fear. You're not interested in, 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 in those victimizing thoughts. 
you're unhooked from that. You're no longer, you know, um, addicted or hooked on, on, on something which is, which, which doesn't feel right or doesn't feel natural or doesn't feel like the real you. So you see, consciousness is that. What is meant by consciousness is that direct immediate here now. Even hooked on positive emotions. Yes, that's a good remark. You know, if you're hooked on, 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 uh, on, on excitement, you know, you, you know that you're hooked on excitement because you're, 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 you're trying to keep it. You're trying to hold it. You know, you're trying to just stay there and, and not be here. And, and, you know, that's what people do a lot with positive emotions. You know, being hooked on positive emotions, I called it as luxury problems, luxury problems. They're, they're of course, good things, positive emotions, but um, again, if you're hooked on them, you're not so present here now. You're not direct anymore. You're not so aware anymore. You're, you, you get drifted in a cloud of lovely emotion. So, um, this is how we merge into the self. We merge into the self either through this inquiry, recognition of directness, immediacy, and facing the I, you know, gaining more strength and ability to, to face it, this rejection. And also in another way, if, if it doesn't feel, you know, so, um, you know, uh, rejectful, you know, you can do another approach, which is called uh, bhakti or devotion or, well, essentially surrender. You know, to merge into the self is to merge into God, to merge into consciousness. So you say, you know, in, in this deep inquiry as well, or a deep space of, of, uh, of devotion, you, you, you say, you know, you give your eye away to the immediate direct consciousness, immediate direct awareness, recognizing that that is the divine. That is the divine. It's, 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 it's not even... You know, the picture of Krishna or a picture of Buddha or a picture of Shiva, because these beings are forms. They are forms, you know, a divine form. Okay, Krishna, Jesus and Shiva, Buddha, they're divine forms. But you have to even drop the form and surrender to the formless. Surrender to the formless and to give your eye away to the formless awareness, which is already here immediately now. So this is another approach through a bit more devotional or bhakti path as a way of recognizing your surrender to these deeper states and ultimately to the formless awareness. 
or you do why inquiry as well, recognizing where you are and, and just again, uh, being willing to face and to dissolve the I and to merge it into this self. 